0: Well, hello there, and welcome to Business of Design, Episode 227, Three No's. No, 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 three of them, count them, three of them, with Laura Elliott and Leanne Bunnell. We are going to shake things up today. I am going to get some coaching from the Business of Design community, and we're going to kick off the show with quick announcements from Cheryl, so we don't interrupt the flow of the conversation. And the conversation begins with introductions because Laura and Leanne don't know each other. So you're going to hear Laura introduce herself and then uh, we're just going to have a conversation before the real conversation, which is about me needing help and advice on whether or not I should take on a new client. So as I said, we're going to kick things off with quick announcements from Cheryl. Cheryl Horn, take it away.
1: I will keep things quick because I'm actually really curious how this conversation went and of course, whether or not you're going to take the job, but also where the conversation ended up going. We got an email from Laura after the podcast wrapped with a follow-up to your conversation. So I'm going to share that now. Hopefully it will make more sense once you listen to the rest of the episode, but I do want to make sure this is included. So Laura sent us this update on her client dilemma that I guess you guys ended up discussing. As soon as we ended the podcast, I immediately called my potential client to say no to both his project and the brother in the downstairs unit. However, as soon as I heard my client's sweet, happy tone of voice, I only had the heart to say no to the brother's basement project, but I actually feel really good about it. I told him that upon reflection and a good look at my calendar, I wouldn't be able to work on the downstairs unit until summer of 2022 and he was very understanding. In fact, he felt really lucky and appreciative that I was taking on his small decorating project right now. I decided that I am going to make some fairly drastic additions to the design that the other firm started by adding some exciting wallpaper and wow lighting. So it will end up feeling like I left my mark and get some good photos. Plus, the client has referral potential, so it may end up being a win-win for me in the end. The brother emailed me to say that he may consider waiting to do one of his bathrooms until next summer and would like to stay in touch. I should have said I was booked for two years as Leanne suggested. Before we get to the episode, I do want to make one announcement because coming out this week on June 14th are our 2021 contracts. Both the hourly and flat fee contracts have been updated and they're actually quite different than the uh, contracts that have been available for some time now. Not so much in um, principle and policy, more so the layout, the wording um, has really been fine-tuned. So that's coming out on Thursday, June 24th. If you purchase the existing contracts this year, anytime on or be on or after, sorry, January 1st, 2021, you are going to be upgraded to the newest versions automatically. Watch your inbox for full details. Anyone who's purchased the contracts at any time, they have been available for several years now, you're going to be able to upgrade for an upgrade fee of $95 to get that new version and it is worth doing. And then the contracts will be available to anyone else. And of course, we still have our member pricing and members will save $300 on each of those contracts. Both contracts come with a tutorial video where Kimberly walks you through the full contracts, explains everything that's in them, shares some stories that she shares with clients during the consultation to explain those sections to you. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. They've been long awaited. So without further ado, uh, let's get back to the show because I'm really excited to hear this conversation.
2: Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Seldon. and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too.
0: And now back to the show. And as I mentioned, you're going to first hear Laura Elliott, who's just introducing herself to Leanne Bunnell. And then the conversation just takes on a life of its own. I will get to the main topic, which is help... I'm not sure if I'm going to take these clients or not. I'm so glad you're here.
3: Um, hi, Leanne. I am Laura Elliott. I'm the owner of Refined Interiors, I'm a business uh, interior design business out of Berkeley, California. And Hello. I, with, uh, nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I just uh, checked out your website. Beautiful.
0: Here's Leanne Bennell.
4: <laughs> oh, thank you. It's, uh, it's really, we are probably mm, three or four days away from actually doing a new website. So that's coming out.
3: Me really too. Great. Oh, really? Yes. It's so much work. I know, I know. I have more photos to get to them. And yes. when I got the call to be on this podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, we definitely need to have this updated before it airs.
4: Oh, I know. <laughs> Me too. And then I've been busy. Like, don't you find it's like a chance to sort of reimagine everything? Like absolutely everything about how you present yourself. Totally and like, you know, you look at your projects in a different way too. It's kind of like, oh, is this one... Is this one good enough anymore? It used to be like you know really. Good
3: now is it? Definitely, I oh, totally agree yeah. with something. don't. Um, you find like
0: a project you felt really, really good, really good about. Good. Like five years later, you're like, "What was I thinking? Like, who would ever have paid me for that?" I guess
4: we shouldn't say that. Out loud.
3: <laughs> yes, I hope nobody saw this.
4: <laughs> I know it's so true. But you know, wasn't there wasn't there a podcast that you did, Kimberly? That was about how good it is to sort of go back and look at some of your early projects to see how far you've come. Because we we kind of were very self-critical, you know, as we go through um, and finish projects. And we kind of like, oh, um, you know, the drapery this or that sofa that or whatever it is. And then you go back to some of your early projects and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> i I have done a good job. I've come a long way. Yeah, yeah.
0: and then I I have to remember the early stuff, like there was a client involved and she maybe wanted that lamp or sofa or whatever. You know what I mean? I guess it's like an artist. I think the minute a fine artist finishes a canvas, they like it for like five minutes and then they hate it and think it's the worst thing they've ever done. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. I feel that way Mm -hmm. a lot. It's very true. (laughs) <laughs> All right. We're I'm already, fine too. We're like, already thinking,
0: What? What? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead.
3: Chatting. No, I'm just starved for like social interaction. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. It's crazy cuz
0: California is like open for business. Like it's so different there right now. Of course, but California was terrible. December and January when Toronto and Canada was great so Toronto and Canada had it Uh, afterwards and uh, we're just coming out of it and it's been a bit of a shell shock I must say
3: Oh, yeah. yeah, It feels really good for it to be coming open. And next week, I think no one needs to wear masks at all. And it's just amazing. I had clients that I literally don't know what they look like, (laughs) like this past year. Isn't that so weird? I don't. I I would not be able to see them on the street. I wouldn't recognize them on the street. (laughs) Yeah,
4: it's so true. I had a new staff member and I was like, oh,
3: (laughs) She took her, her mask the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, half as good? You paint an imaginary picture of what they will look like. And sometimes you're totally wrong. <laughs> I know. It's very true. Very, That's very hilarious. True. Oh,
4: my yeah, gosh. Well, we're, we're, we're almost there. Almost there.
0: Yes. All right. And, mm. and this was an SOS call. I reached out to Cheryl uh, the other day. I had a consultation and she said, how did it go? And I said, you know... I don't know. I just can't decide how I feel about it. And I don't know if it's like post-traumatic COVID syndrome and I'm just like, don't really want to work that hard. (laughs) Or if I, if there are red flags I should be paying attention to. So, you know, I, this is the community I turn to, business of design community. Thank you both, Laura Elliott, Leanne Bunnell. Uh, Laura's from Berkeley, California. Leanne is from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, Obviously the three of us live in three different places, have a totally different experience. I just wanted to get your insight on, a consultation I went to and see what you have to say. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Lay it on us. All right. (laughs) So I go to the consultation. It's about an hour and a half away from anywhere I live kind of thing. And uh, it's a lovely setting. It's on a golf course, really pretty kind of like water views. The house from the outside is so beautiful. It's really kind of zen meets Frank Lloyd Wright, almost Japanese, but could be, you know, from Pasadena, California. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just loved it. And then when I went inside, there's a major disconnect between what the outside of the house looks like and what the inside of the house looks like, and it didn't help because the clients had just moved in and their boxes everywhere, right? So you kind of it was kind it's kind of hard to tell, right? In that situation. This is so boring because I'm doing all the talking, but you guys are going to do all the talking as soon as I explain what happened. (laughs) So it turns out that she's inherited many fine, beautiful antiques from a relative, and they really are pretty. I mean, the kind of antiques we haven't had the pleasure of working with in well over a decade. It would be so fun to get your hands on something like that, I just think. And he, on the other hand, has a whole bunch of contemporary pretty modern, modern artwork. So, hmm. And there's this Japanese Zen house. Do I even need to say anymore?
3: Like, hmm. Well, I can start. This is Laura. I... Just had an experience like that last year, um, my first COVID project actually, and um, these clients wonderful people. So you'll also have to let us know how you felt if you connected with the clients, but I I they were amazing clients and they're. Existing furniture was definitely dated, but they had some amazing pieces that that go back centuries in the family heirlooms. There's one called one chair called a prisoner's chair that literally it's so cool looking. And then you sit down in it and you get locked in. Your legs get locked into this chair. You can't stand up, especially if you panic. Oh my gosh! I needed that really
0: cool. I needed that chair. My (sighs) kids were little. My son is. ADHD, I would have <laughs> locked him in that chair all the time. Cooper, if you're listening, he, of course, he's oh not my listening. god, yeah, perfect, but that's hilarious and scary. Okay, go ahead,
3: yes, yes, they, of course, trick everybody on their first time looking at it, and I, I panicked when I sat in it, but um, so anyway, there's that piece, there was an amazing trunk that has this whole history to it, I mean, just lots of fun pieces, but I was a little bit. Scared because I don't usually work with antiques, and I wasn't really sure how how is this going to work with the rest of the furniture that I'm imagining for this space. And they wanted to get rid of most of their other stuff and update everything. So um, we ended up making it work, and it actually wasn't as hard as I thought. And. Yeah, it, it just all fell into place. You know, once you just start sourcing, things are going to fall into place. And it we found the perfect spot for everything. And the house doesn't feel modern. It doesn't feel traditional. It's just somewhere in the middle. And I don't, I wouldn't call it transitional either. It's, it's just got a lot of character and interesting interest.
0: I totally want to circle back to what you said about the clients. In fact, let me just interject and say, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned if I like the clients, I thought they were really sweet. I really did like them. I liked both of them. I'm not sure they're on the same page that I couldn't quite make out. So that's just an added layer. Okay. So you started to tell a story, Leanne.
4: Yeah. So, um, Mark and I were having this conversation and we were discussing work in different situations. I had a a new client um, consultation yesterday that is a little out of our comfort zone, out of our realm, um, but interesting. So something that's interesting, it's not anything glamorous like antiques, but um, we were just sort of talking about how having those constraints on a project or when you're launching something are sometimes they they look like a negative at the beginning but can really help provide you with um, the ability to be be more creative and the ability to work just that little bit harder to come up with a better result than if you had like no constraints at all. And he he was talking about for his company and his work that he does, and he just came through a process where he was given a constraint that he balked against at the beginning and then in the end resulted in something that he said was really better than anything they probably could have produced without it. So I think that's sometimes how you have to look at these projects where it's, it's like, ooh, this is this is tough and it's not anything that has been done before, right? Like trying to, to meld maybe really disparate styles into something that's a cohesive whole that, like you said, Laura, about that's, you know, very um, personality driven rather than really style driven. And sometimes that is, that gives me a little bit more comfort because I know where my boundaries are, like what I need to work within. Um, I always say there's, it's really hard. I hate hearing. I don't hate it. That's a strong word, but it puts me on edge when people say, whatever you want, whatever you think is best, Leanne, because I like to have this sort of, um, um, not restriction, but I like to know what the boundaries are of my clients. Because if I was going to do whatever I wanted, it would, it would be my house.
0: (laughs) And I don't want it to
4: be my house. I want it to be their house. Okay,
0: so really good feedback so far. So what I envisioned in my mind as a way to Leanne's point, make it uh, kind of coalesce is kind of a funky Soho house where you've got great molding, Hmm. the odd piece of antique furniture, and then super modern artwork and stuff like that. So I could kind of see that. And I do know what you're both saying, that sometimes that forces you to be more creative. So I would say that's in the plus side of the category. The budget that they threw out is probably a third of what they need, and I'm concerned that they actually don't have the other two-thirds making them still wonderful clients who have a great project. But is this the project I want to take on? And the second question I want to ask you guys is, let's say I take the project on. You're both redoing your websites now. Where the hell does this project fit on my website? Is this the kind of job I want in the future? Is it the job I'm going to photograph? Oh, my God, there's so much. Go. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: I think... Kimberly, you're in an enviable position, you know, that you can decide whether or not this fits within your, you know, portfolio, if it's something, if it's someplace you want to stretch into, like, is this an area or a a field of work that you think you'd like to explore more? Um, And if not, you you know, you brought up earlier about how much work it would be to try to maybe meld two different um, homeowners perceptions too of how they want the house to look and also how like how much work is that how much hand-holding is that how much psychic energy does that all take too because coming out of the COVID life there's definitely that calculation in my head which is you know this would be a great project The homeowners are very nice. It would be a lot of work. It's not sort of my comfort zone to work in. And do I have the energy to expend, to explore something that is this new to either me or to the clients? Because it's a lot of work to try to express the vision to clients too, when it's still sort of rolling in your head, right? When it's still maybe not there so totally i know for me that that's a calculation which is like how much psychic energy does this take what does this if i say yes to this what am i saying no to you know either professionally or personally too
3: i agree those are really good points leanne and i think i'm seeing a couple positives and also some definite red flags so i'll start with the positives I, I do think stretching your creativity and getting out of your comfort zone and having something a little interesting and different on your website is a good thing. Um, it could also be a publishable project, something that is new and different for you. So that would be, you could probably create an interesting story out of that. Um, those are the positives. The the negatives, I I think the budget is gonna be an issue. So if they're already worried, if you're worried about them not being able to afford the furniture, it sounds like this is also gonna be pretty time-consuming and maybe a little heavier on time than a typical project. And so that's not going to make them happy because clients never really like to pay for our time. (laughs) Um, So those two things, and then the clients not being on the same page, that's not really fun to work with. It's, It's not always the worst thing, but that's a challenge. That's also time consuming.
0: Yeah. No, I hear you. And I, oh man. So how do you make the call? Yes or no? Because once you say yes, you're in it for a year and a half or two years, right? Like timelines are so delayed right now. I feel like every yes is a two year commitment and I'm not sure I want to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. that long. I just,
3: wow. Uh, Makes me think of a a, a meeting I just had uh, two days ago with a new client and I, I was really struggling whether I should take it or not, because it's not my ideal project. Um, But this this person uh, reached out to me a few months ago, and we had a really nice phone conversation. I mean, I could have talked to this guy for a few hours, really, really nice. He and his fiance just bought this nice home with incredible views in a nice part of San Francisco. And um, we we really hit it off. And then I got an email a week later, and he said, "I'm so sorry. My fiance decided she wants to go with a client that's right down the street here in the city." And so I was mean, like, "Oh
0: bummer." Yeah, wait, okay, well, you, please, said, you said you um, my my she wants to go with a client who's right down here in the city. So oh, sorry, sorry. So I'm in a designer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So she picked someone else. I know. her. Firm.
3: I know. Well, she didn't have the conversation with me. We I didn't get a chance to charm her.
0: So, she picked this Ooh, Maybe he fancy spent too car. much. Maybe he spent too much time saying how awesome no. you were and she was like, "I'm going to nip that in the bud right now."
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't know because then he came back. They came back to me, so they ended up going with this fancy design firm that has a big name. I was like, "Whoa, you went with them, and now you're calling me back." And he said, "You know, I just had this connection with you, and you—you're just a small shop because right now it's just me." And um, he's like, "You know, I felt like a little fish, or, or what's the—the the saying, like a, a small." Big fish, fish, in pond. Pond yeah. fish in a
4: small pond or
3: yeah. He was the small fish in a big pond because, you know, like these, this this firm had big, big clients and he didn't consider himself a huge project. So he just felt like they weren't getting back to him timely. And um, they were, you know, he had, they had put a junior person on his job. And so he's not working with the designer. And I think a lot of times clients think when you hire a designer, you're going to get to work with that designer but at some of these firms, you get assigned a project manager or a designer that ends up being your main point of contact.
0: So did they, they called you back to, he called you back to say, maybe they made the wrong choice.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. He said, you know what? I think I'll get better like one-on-one with you. And uh, we had such a great connection. Like I'd love to explore working together. So we, so we, we made an appointment we, I, and I went over there and met him and we talked for three hours because he's a talker. He's, he's a very, that's his personality, and which is a little bit of a red flag. Wait a minute, wait
0: a minute. I am so confused. Where's the missus in all of this? And what three hours did you oh, spend? Did, did, this is when the podcast takes a very severe U-turn.
3: What's going on here, <laughs> Leanne? Jump in here. No, no, well... Okay. He did want to have the white, the fiance there, but couldn't get on her schedule. She's a nurse and was having, and was working. I'm not feeling any weirdness in that way at all. No, no. He, he's talks about her constantly nonstop. So it's not, it's not that, but he, he wanted to go through every single thing he did with the other design firm with me and get my opinion on it. Oh, so are you, were you under contract (laughs) at that point and were you being paid for this time? No. I was getting paid for my time, but I hadn't gotten, a, I hadn't signed, had him sign a contract yet. I hadn't officially said, well, you know, yes to this project, but mm-hmm. I, at this point, I felt like I couldn't say no because he's, he already told the other design firm he was leaving them and I had come over to just kind of like get in, you know, with like get caught up. But he loves to talk so much and really wrote me in. And now I'm like, this isn't really my style. He he wants to work in a collaborative way that I don't have time for right now. I have all these other projects. And I, <laughs> you guys Look are our shaking faces. your heads. All no. of us are like, no. <laughs> No, and then he brought in his little brother then his little brother rings the doorbell and his brother's moving in downstairs because this guy owns the building just bought it and his brother's needs a bathroom and and then and a bathroom remodeled and then a new a new bathroom added to his unit and his brother's Personality. I hope that they don't ever hear this. I it's it's not like the type that I want to work with. <laughs> uh, very um, hesitant and um, skeptical. All right. I'm. So and I was like, how- I didn't know I was going to be interviewed by him. Right. And how you weren't
0: being interviewed if you were being paid? How did you get paid for those three hours of your life? You're never going to get back.
3: Um, I'm, I'm going to invoice, I'm going to add it to my month, my monthly invoice. uh, Oh, so you're only going to get paid if you take the job. No, he, he'll definitely pay me if I don't want it. Okay. But I I was thinking I'll probably just do it. (laughs) Oh, stop. Leanne, help.
4: Well, uh, I would love to say that I've never been in that position where I felt like sort of compelled to take a project because of the way a process sort of turned janky somewhere along the way and it seemed really good at the beginning and then halfway through you you're like oh my gosh Um, I'd love to say that's never happened to me but it's not the truth Um, yeah and for sure. (laughs) and and then like I think too like I don't know how you feel Laura is that sometimes I feel like you can see a disaster coming and looming for clients Mm -hmm. and you're you're like you're in a position of expertise and knowledge and you can sort of see it coming for them and you're like you want to rescue them from themselves Mm -hmm. and you want to like come in on your you know white horse and you know your your sword flying and you want to just slay these dragons for these people because you know you can right however those are the projects that are like the vampire projects so those are the ones that are draining they don't have like the return for me either monetarily so financially or in any sort of design you know um, satisfaction like there, those are the ones that you just like turn up on your calendar and you roll your eyes so far back in your head and you're like I can't deal today and um, so that would be I recognize this like it's just like you know I recognize it um, and I, I'm in a similar position with this meeting that I had yesterday and I mean he just sent a message asking me what what's my answer am I taking the job and that to me is is a red flag I'm like I didn't even like it's been less than 24 hours and you want me to respond to whether I want to take your kind of interesting job but you don't have enough money so I'm like I'm not sure that this is the way I want to set the standard for our relationship. And so that's the other thing. And uh, this really great designer I know once said, I'm here to help. You have to let me lead in order to help. Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, I wouldn't be leading. And I know that for me, that, that would put me in a position where I wouldn't be happy coming to work every day. And that really is the focus of where I want to be going forward is I want to be happy working with my clients. I want my clients to be happy. Um, And I can't always make my clients happy by the work that I do. So if I sense that there's something else rumbling. You know, that's the other thing where I'm and I know that you think that everything like your sense from this potential client for you is is good and that you'll get paid and that the wife will come on board with the husband when you eventually meet her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that that is a rumbling of something that is maybe undefined at this point, but I would kind of be aware of.
3: It's true it isn't it is a little strange that she wouldn't be excited enough to want to make to be part of this meeting well she but already he even and said, then he's
4: sort of forging ahead without her
0: right and she already put the kibosh on it once so what's what happened since then is she disappointed to not be going with the big fancy title named firm is he doing an end run around her who's the brother how strange to have this new character <laughs> introduced in the middle of the season. I you know what Leanne said is so it, true. It was
3: so weird. Yeah,
0: right? Like, oh, hey, okay. any any other siblings who need a new bathroom? I you know what Leanne said is true. Like already you're not leading the project. You're already you're not even in your process right now. You spent three hours talking to this guy. You don't have a contract. You, yeah. you think, oh, shit, my phone's ringing. Hang on one second. You think he's going to pay you, but you actually don't know that he's going to pay you. And you have no legal grounds for even billing him. You don't have any kind of contract or whatever. Like, to me, like, that's way out of process. Mm-hmm. But one thing you guys said yeah. is this feeling that you're compelled to take the project because. And that is overwhelming me with these two people. I went to the consultation. I met them. I feel like I have to take the project when there's something in me that's just saying, just
3: don't do it. Yeah. 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 Are you feeling that, Kimberly, with your project?
0: I'm feeling like I should say no, but it feels wrong. It feels like they already spent time waiting. They waited six months for a consultation because of COVID. Six months. Yes. And so now to turn That's around and say thing. sorry I'm not the designer for you. It's one thing when you don't like the people, when you know you can't make them happy, then you say I'm not the right person for you. But in this case, they're going to say, "Wait, no, you are. I know they are." So I'm yes. I feel guilty exactly.
4: saying no. I and I get that like that that compelled notion and and you know you can help. You know you can do a great job, but you just maybe at what expense, like that's the other side of it too. And like, you know, it sounds like it's a distance project. So there's gonna be some travel time that's gonna be included. the budget is already tight, like at what point are they going to sort of create an inflection point where they're like, oh, you don't have to come. You don't have to come to site, we're good. We're good without you. When you know that you have to be there so that they can save on some funds. Um, And, you know, Again, I hate to kind of harp on it, but for me, it's all about like, will it make you happy to do this job? You know, if you're compelled to say yes because they're nice people, well, you're a nice person too. Like, there's no reason that you shouldn't be happy. Like, why should you sacrifice what your wants and needs are um, to make another couple happy? And honestly, in the end, will you be able to make them happy? So, I once had a client who, very difficult client, lovely person, very difficult client, but she she was very upfront and honest. And she's like, just disappoint me early. Tell me no early in the process because I don't want my expectations to be raised only to be dashed. And I think that's something that runs through my head constantly now uh, when I deliver bad news. And it's always like, I'm gonna disappoint you early and I'm going to say no now because I cannot make you happy with you know the combination of you know the the project details and scope and
3: your budget. Like I cannot like I think I'm, you have I'm the perfect excuse, Kimberly. It's, the, yeah. it's not your style. It's just you can just say, you know, this is probably going to take me a little longer to source and to put together a design than typical because it's not what I'm used to. And it it's really stretching um, my comfort zone or something along those lines. But I, I use that line with somebody recently who I really didn't did not get a good vibe from over the phone and then they showed me what they had existing and i said oh you know what it's really not my style and and i can usually do other people's other styles but that's one that's really would take me a long time to do a nice design for you so right there i mean that's a client would really appreciate knowing that it's going to be more expensive yeah that's work with you and then maybe if you can refer somebody
4: Yeah. Refusal by referral. That's, that's what I was just thinking is like, I'm not the good one for you. um, But here are, Three potential designers that I know that might be able to manage this better for here you. Here
0: are here are three designers I don't like, and any one of them <laughs> like, that feels like oh my god, who am I going to give it? That would be I don't know. I see that's a really that's interesting because I can't think of anybody I would say like you should do this project because it's so you. There's something wrong. I think uh-huh. there's something wrong, and well, I think
4: I should trust. Well, you have that. to remember that that you're just referring someone and that their process to accept the job comes into place and, and supplants anything that you may have said to me, it's like, if someone referred, if another designer referred a project to me, which, which has happened just recently too, it would be like, thank you for sending them my way. Um, just to let you know, I'm just going to go through my own process to, to accept them. If they're right for me, then they're right for me. Um, but if they're not like, you know, maybe, Maybe give them two names or something like that so that they can do a little bit of their own background work too.
0: Laura Elliott and Leanne Bennell. Those are the two names I to give them. <laughs> <laughs> Everything can be done on Zoom did you say nowadays. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Where did you say the project was? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. Like I Laura said this, like, what happens if they would hear this? right? Like that would be right. so awkward mm-hmm. and uncomfortable.
3: I know. There's a good chance, Kimberly. Don't you think- <laughs> <laughs> For you. <laughs> Don't you think most most
4: clients appreciate the the effort that we take to determine whether we can make them happy? Like if we took every job that came our way, like You know, nobody would be happy. We wouldn't be happy. They wouldn't be happy. Like it's, it's just, it really is, um, you know, about finding the right fit. And if you're not the right fit, there's no way that you can make it work.
0: So what, what's supposed to happen now is I promised them a flat fee contract, which is right uh, right away I'm already not in my process because normally I just whip it out of the bag and we, we seal the deal on the spot. They don't know that, right? They don't know that that's not part of my process. So I've been sitting on this contract mm-hmm. thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I think the answer is I'm not sending the contract because it's not a good fit. Uh, so you guys helped me with that. Thank you for that. What, Laura, what are you going to do with Mr. like fiance in the background and brother in the basement?
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what I'm, my gut is telling me that I think the guy who wants to hire me is, I think it, it's going to be, an, it ended up being kind of a small project because the other firm did quite a bit already. So I feel like I want to help him finish it but I don't think I want to take on the other project, which he baited me with. I have to say, I didn't know it was really going to be his brother, but he said, there are two bathrooms downstairs that I'd like to remodel. And that'll be kind of a big job for you. Yeah. But then when I meet the brother, he's, he, he said, I want this to be really simple, like really like just nothing fancy. And I was like, well, that's going to be a bummer for me. I I don't want to do a really cheap, Boring bathroom. I don't he like said the any other one, of the this. I don't like that he thinks. Yeah, two yeah. Ba- I don't like that he
0: thinks two bathrooms is a big project for you. I don't like him. <laughs> I
3: know. I, I know, know. I, I know. don't like him at all.
4: Go yeah, in you your think? kitchen. <laughs> well, I think you know. Again, it comes down to when you say yes to something, you say no to something else, and it's like you have to make sure that what you're saying yes to serves you and your purpose too.
0: You know, it's so interesting. I continue to think I'm the only one having a particular problem. I reach out to you guys and you both say you've had a similar situation recently, not even like in the past 20 years, but like Recently, So I got to figure other people yeah. listening are in the same position and feel bad saying no and don't want to listen to their gut and are easily put out of their process. Like what an interesting yeah.
4: bunch of crazy people we are. I find my curiosity gets the best of me. Like I get curious about something I get, I get interested, like the project, this, this one. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. My first response was kind of like, not in our wheelhouse, but then you start thinking through and it's like, oh, well, I'll take a look at it. Like, I'll, I'll see what's up. And, you know, and I really shouldn't put myself in that position because I get charmed by the people. And I get into this, like, oh, I can totally help you. I get like in my rescue mode. And, you know, today this was, this was, I mean, I'm going to say thank you for this today because I think this helped me put like a fine point on my decision making on this project too, because I was like, oh yeah, I'm being swayed by really nice people. I'm being swayed by an interesting project that would stretch some skills, um, but in the end I think it will be a vampire project and no one will be happy and so I think that's that that's helped me so thank you Kimberly your problem has helped my problem it sounds like two of us are kind of a
0: no and Laura might kind of be a yes so it'd be so fun to find out how uh Mr. Brother in the Basement Hidden Fiance goes
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really on the fence. I'm leaning more nor- no right now after this conversation. Oh, you're gut is saying no. Oh my gosh, run like you're on
0: fire. Oh my gosh, I just answered my own question. <laughs> run like you're on fire. You know there is a middle yeah. ground. The the middle ground would be the, the, this is this is my expertise and this is what I'm willing to do. I'll have nothing to do with brother in the basement. Period. Full stop. And see how he handles yeah. that. You know if he goes, "Okay, I respect that. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll take it." You you could limit your involvement to what feels right for you and if he fights back against it, then you know you've really made the right decision by
3: getting out of there. Can I ask your opinion on how I would phrase the note to the brother because really my gut is saying he's not going to be easy to work with, but I don't want to say that to him. Well, you don't even is the is the is the is Mister Hidden Fiance Brother in the Basement paying for the brother's bathroom? Yeah, he did say he was going to do most of the he was going to pay for most of it. Yeah,
0: Ooh, most is complicated. So it is kind of the same problem. It's complicated. No, you I just, know, you say. I mean, I no, Leanne, no is a full sentence. He really like, needs to get this. Them. This is the I mean, scope of the work I can help. This is the scope of work I can help you with, and the rest I cannot help you with.
4: This is what I have room for in my schedule right now. I have other projects that will take precedence over this. And, you know, it's, it's really nothing that I can um, help you with at this time. I'm willing to take over X, you know, have a very specific scope of work for whatever you want to do upstairs Um, but then for the basement, just, you know, you can just say, I just don't have room for that in my schedule. I have planned projects that are already slotted in for this time, and I won't be able to get to it for at least two years. Okay, (laughs) That's perfect.
0: I like that. That's really good. Then he calls you in two years. His brother's still in the basement. His fiance (laughs) is still hidden. What the heck is going
4: on (laughs) with this guy? or the fiance's in the basement with the brother like this could be a scandal that's like a netflix show (laughs) never never go there (laughs) never go
3: there okay i think that's my plan i'm gonna do that i'm gonna i'm gonna say and and it might be best if he just has one designer do it all if he can't have me do the downstairs then you know I wouldn't be offended hey. if he wants to look for someone else. And
1: there it is. The, right title.
3: the
0: title of this episode, three no's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that was, crazy. That was good
3: therapy. You guys, Time thank
0: therapy. you so much. I truly was just like, oh, I feel bad saying no. Like all the crap you do. And the answer is just flat out. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Yeah.
3: Same here.
2: Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.